Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Nadine Marks, our first reporter from Israel. How are you coping with all of this? Uh, that is so ageist, first of all, to, to uh, pick on you like As an that. old man, but yes, I just want to, rude. I, I just want to remind everybody, because we are facing a tsunami of, of hatred around the world, and as uh, Duncan Murray so brilliantly said, every now and then you fire a flare and it illuminates those around you. I want to tell you something. Just remember who you are the descendants of, of kings, of judges, of prophets, just remember on whose shoulders you stand. And just remember what we as a people have been through. We've been through inquisitions. We've been through pogroms. We've been through the Shoah. We've been through the most horrific massacre in our, in our homeland. Just remember who you are and hold that head up high. Because uh, by holding your head up high and remembering who you are, you hold a mirror up to the haters. You show them exactly who they are. Absolutely right. And I'm just seeing now on Twitter, somebody messaged me. Somebody said, most of these Zionists have dual citizenship. That is why they can insult our ministers, because I was insulting them, because they know they can up and go and increase settlements. We need tougher laws. Yes, what against Zionists or against Jews. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Let's put that aside because, uh, as we've said before, the world is not getting smarter. Rolene, what is the latest news from Israel? Well, there's been a lot of discussion around the uh, the interview that Yocheved Lipschitz gave yesterday from Ichilov Hospital as she as she was released. She said, uh, amongst her comments about uh, that she went through hell on earth on the kibbutz and uh, how she was taken and that she was beaten. She was lying uh, uh, at the back of a truck and, and beaten with sticks and, and how uh, they were made to walk in a maze. And then she went she went on to talk about how uh, Hamas treated the hostages and she said they treated us well now a lot of people were like you see you see Hamas are not bad mm, I ask everybody wow. to engage brain for a second engage brain because we cannot forget for one second that her husband and over 200 other hostages are being held in Gaza under uh, Probably intolerable conditions. If she went on TV, and, and, and my gut instinct is, is, is that uh, they said to her, you, you better do an interview telling the world how wonderful we are or else. No question about it. You only had to look at her eyes to understand what fear is. Believe me, Hamas are not nice people. Well, we saw They're what they did. We saw what they bragged about. So how is it, uh, you, you know, how do we suddenly paint them as as being these benevolent, these, these benevolent soldiers? It's an absurdity. Well, exactly, exactly. Remember that these were the same savages. I, I, I don't like the word animals because animals don't treat each other mm, like this. Mm. That came into our home and raped and burnt and tortured and mutilated and murdered and kidnapped and tormented our citizens. And Let's then not bragged. That. And then bragged about it. And and recorded it and bragged and celebrated and admitted it quite 
happily uh, under interrogation. So just remember who we're dealing with there. The other issue that uh, is making the headlines is Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General of the UN, yesterday saying that these attacks didn't happen in a vacuum. Now, this, of course, resulted in absolute condemnation, not just uh, from Israel, but from our allies as well. Our ambassador to the UN calling on him to resign. Our foreign minister gave an extraordinary speech at the United Nations Security Council yesterday. He said Kaddish. He he spoke about the victims. He had families of those uh, who have been taken hostage in the room with him. And then he proceeded to cancel his meeting with Guterres. Now, Guterres has tried to walk back his comments on, on Twitter today, but he's caused immense damage and immense immense harm. And and I'd just like to remind the UN Secretary General, no, it didn't happen in a vacuum. It happened after years and years and years and generations and generations of indoctrination and hate. Mm. So what is likely to happen? Because then he's now gone and he's met with the hostages and he says there's no – and and not with the hostages, with with people who have lost loved ones, who have uh, family who are hostages, and he says, well, there's no excuse for this. But he had offered an excuse. How how does this – is he walking it back? Or to some extent I see this as – us living in two different worlds, and he was in the one world when he made that one announcement, and then he popped over to another world where he says there's no excuse for this type of brutality. Uh, but what is likely to happen now? Israel, of course, reasonably outraged by what he's saying. We've got Naledi Pandor um, uh, and and her ilk going off to plead for a ceasefire. Um, Of course, suddenly we're worried about peace on both sides. That's never really happened before. But who are we kidding? These words are all simply just words when we know that there's so much more to these stories. Well, I wish the Lady Pandor would just cease talking on uh, on these issues because clearly she doesn't understand uh, she doesn't understand the Israeli perspective. She doesn't want to understand the Israeli perspective. And when you talk to Hamas's Ismail Haniya, you don't mention the hostages, and then you follow that up with a meeting uh, with the Ayatollah. We know exactly who you are. We see you for exactly who you are. And when you do have the the, the Secretary. General of the ANC tweeting out from the river to the sea, we see you uh, calling for our genocide and we see you UN Secretary General for blaming uh, the victim uh, and pandering to terrorists and today we've, re- uh, um, we've refused a visa for the UN Relief uh, commissioner to, to come into Israel. Uh, that's a very strong message to the United Nations that uh, you're not welcome uh, here at the moment and, and, and calling for the UN Secretary General to be, to, to reside. You know, I've sat in, I represent WITA at the, at, uh, the UNAOC where they talk about what champions they are of fighting anti-Semitism and how dedicated they are to, uh, to fighting anti-Semitism. How do we ever trust the United Nations and any of their agencies when their Secretary General, the head honcho, says these events did not happen in a vacuum. So it's, it's fascinating because I wonder if, if, if it would be better if Israel, and we've debated this before, if Israel were, had to, were to simply exit the United Nations. 
uh, would that be better for Israel or not? We know that they've left the, the uh, human, so-called Human Rights Council, I mean, especially with Iran, I think, taking over, what is it, the, the whole the women's sector of the Human Rights Council um, in a very cruel twist. But, but uh, what is the thought? I mean, it's farcical that the, that uh, Iran and uh, who will also be taking over the chairmanship of the UN um, Human Rights Social Forum. I mean, it, it just gets more Orwellian by the day. Uh, I, I think the thought is that uh, by leaving, we say we're not part of the family of nations. Mm, so mm. by staying, that is, you know, we are. A, a, a sovereign state. We deserve to sit at the same table as the rest of humanity. And uh, as tiny as we are, we will continue to fight. And just remember, guys, uh, because I know so many of you are feeling it. I'm feeling it. Um, we're certainly feeling it as a as a country. Remember the old African uh, proverb: "You can fell an elephant with a mosquito." Absolutely right. Raleigh Marks, thank you as always. We'll catch you tomorrow morning at the same time for a report, our first report coming out of Israel. It is 6.46.